This is Music Radio Creative, episode 96. Hello, I'm Mike. I'm Isabella. And in this episode, Isabella, diversifying from radio in the digital age. Now, radio has always been a a staple, hasn't it, of audio content on demand. But where can we go in the future? The world of audio. The world of audio with Mike and Isabella. Music Radio Creative. So welcome to the podcast. Isabella, are you ready for this one? Absolutely. I'm very excited because we have a very exciting guest today. We do. I'm going to make a bet with you. You've probably heard his voice somewhere before. <laughs> I heard, I've heard his voice many times, actually. He, you know, He's one of our voice artists, too. Of course you have. <laughs> um, well, let me give you an introduction to our guest on the podcast today. Uh, Philip Krisikos has a European Radio Award winning and Radio Academy, Academy nominated journalism career. It spans stations such as Capital FM in London, Capital Gold, XFM, Smooth Radio, BBC. London, National Talk Sport, BBC News and Sky News as well. Um, In 1996, Philip was approached by Capital Radio in London to join the um, award-winning Lifestyle and Current Affairs programme The Way It Is, that I remember listening to. Uh, Fantastic programme. And he'd been with Capital Radio for nine years, presenting many music programmes. So he was an on-air personality as well as doing the journalism and bits like that on Capital Group stations, including 95.8 Capital FM in London. He lectures in radio journalism and presentation at colleges and universities, and his voice is regularly used for commercials, station imaging, corporate presentations, you name it, you'll probably recognise it, I'm sure you will. Um, But what we're really going to talk about in this episode is in 2004 when Philip was approached by UBC Media PLC to become managing editor of Entertainment News there. They supply rolling showbiz content to commercial radio, uh, some of the biggest groups in the UK including Bauer, GMG, UKRD and UTV. It's a really, really exciting space to be in. Philip, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Nice to be with uh, you guys, Isabella and Mike. Well, it's, it's fantastic to have you on. So, my goodness me, that's a lot of stuff you've done. What is it that you most enjoy doing out of all of that? Out of all of that, it is um, really coaching the team that I've got here. I'm very lucky to have a, a, a very good team who are great at their jobs. They've uh, come in as radio journalists and uh, had them trained up, and they've learned how to edit in video. So they really are true multimedia journalists. I haven't gone out and hired people who were multimedia journalists to train them in radio, but the other way around. Let's start with the basics. Let's get the radio bit right first. If you can do radio, you can do online. It's always... Something that I was taught many years ago, radio is all about, and you'll remember this, Mike, getting a paintbrush, sticking it in the listener's ear, wiggling it around, and painting a picture. That is what it's all about. So to go from radio and to do that on video online... It's 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 simple, it really is. It's it's really interesting because, as you say, it's not really radio only anymore. So I understand you supply some of the biggest digital websites with showbiz content. So how did you diversify into doing that? Well, it, it was a, a long and slow process. Entertainment news itself has been going for uh, now its 18th year. Uh, I've been uh, managing editor of this now for 10 years and in the last uh, three, four years took on the video side of the business. Now, it sounds all very easy. It sounds all very, well, four years ago. Let's think back four years to 2010 and even a couple of years beyond that. 
there weren't that many sites out there doing video content and those that did did it badly there are still many out there that still do it badly as well and we had a few dry runs two dry runs with a couple of major radio groups didn't really get off the ground because the people there did not understand it they did not get it now fast forward to now in the last 18 months when it's really taken off and I've developed it further I didn't go to the radio groups to do that just on their own but I went out to companies including Yahoo uh to Heat magazine to closer part of the Bauer group but the magazine side because these are companies that want to take a, a magazine a text offering and and make it digital and make it more diverse and, and and more visual through to Yahoo that again they are a digital company and have been going for donkey's years but they want to take their text offering of of a digital age and make that into video they understood it more than 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 other markets out there as well and and, and other areas of of business wow so you're managing director of entertainment news but it seems to me that's not all you do i'm sure you go out there and you get the showbiz stories but it sounds to me like you're almost repurposing content for some of the biggest digital publishers out there is that true it, it is and surprisingly where you'll find other uh, uh content companies they will have their online they will have their radio they'll have whatever have you we have one team a small team and they will do all the radio and at the same time all the online video so first and foremost when when we're not uh neglecting the radio side for the video or video for the radio we are out there first and foremost getting all that radio content but here's the important bit mike and isabella we are videoing everything we do we won't go out and get Simon Cal on the red carpet and do an audio interview and then say hey listen can we now have 2 minutes with you to 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 video you and 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 have another interview we will do everything at the top end and then it filters down into right this is great for video and online this is great for for audio clips for radio because what really works for radio does not work for video uh, and what works for video does not work for for radio either point in case being is if you have Miley Cyrus at a concert spewing water all over her fans that works great on video so you're thinking oh, where was that? Oh, I saw that one that works great on video for radio it, well it doesn't work and 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 to make that as a text story and to say this is what she did all right not great how awful whatever but it doesn't capture the imagination like a video story would That's very interesting and I guess it was worth to add for anyone who still doesn't quite understand what Philip does. Um I for example can hear you Philip every day on my local radio station on the Isle of Wight radio. radio. Yes. Um and you every time there is a news segment straight after news there is the entertainment part where you bring essentially news from the entertainment world so anything to do with celebrities anything to do with current affairs I guess um anything to do with TV shows um and just things that are currently going on um in the entertainment industry. And I have to say whenever I hear some of your entertainment news Philip or anyone else on your team presenting that entertainment news it's always very very well produced from the music to the transitions to everything you do. Are production values something that you hold high with with all of your team and how how do you sort of preach that to your team? But yeah they they are that they're very high because one thing that I I always say to my team is that they're in one of the best jobs in in the industry on this and you know that they're that they're working out of london and there's all these people and when we've all been there whether you're starting out or have been there for years at smaller stations around the country who think i could do that i could do that or oh, what they i could be doing that better than they are and i always tell them to remember that that they are suddenly doing this job 
on this radio station, this radio station, no matter how small or large, is trying to sound big, is trying to bring in the advertisers and the audience. You've got to sound as big as that, if not bigger and better. Absolutely. And I will add that every time I listen to it on my local radio station, it sounds like part of the radio station. It doesn't sound like something that's outsourced at all. It's just part of the show. And that's really the key here. Thank you. Absolutely. And, and it, the whole thing's got to blend together because when we do these, the, these bulletins, uh, no matter what station you are on, the whole idea of being white labelled, because we don't call it entertainment news, we say we, we, we sort of roughly put our brand in there, but it's to make it Isle of Wight Radio, for example, entertainment news. It is that listener to that station on Isle of Wight Radio thinks... Good Lord, you got Simon Cowell on Isle of Wight Radio. He spoke to you. You're great. And that's the whole idea of it, to make the station sound bigger than it actually is and, and, and to punch above its weight as, as well. Absolutely. And I'm really, really interested because I have been actually asked many times uh, for this. So who do you provide that content with? Are there any um, minimum criteria someone needs to meet in order to get your content on the radio station? And I particularly am thinking about internet radio broadcasters because they are people most in the need of that great content. So how does that work, Philip? Okay, first and foremost, we supply every single commercial radio station in the UK apart from the Global Radio Group. Um, uh, let's, let's transfer that into listener numbers from, from, from the official uh, listening body, Rajar, for the radio industry. Um, that equates to 10.5 million people in the UK will hear our content, our entertainment news content, and just under 2 million in London. So we have big rolling deals, three-year deals with all the radio groups for commercial radio. And it's funded by advertising, uh, pre-roll advertising or post-roll advertising. So quite simply, we will go to the, the big ad agencies, uh, whether it's P&G or CARA, and say, listen, this, this is entertainment news. It attracts this many listeners, this male, female, age group, ABC bias. Do you want to advertise? They love that. These are the spot times they're going to be going out on because the stations have to play them out at, at key times at breakfast, lunch and drive to attract those numbers. And they advertise from there. That's how the commercial side do it. Internet radio, community radio, a different offering. We can't give it away for free, but we do sell it at a very, very competitive and cut cut price rate the only sad thing is it's the, it's the level of economics you know aside from us giving it at a really cheap and low rate the internet and community stations either have no money or very little money and resource and can spend that money better so it ends up being hey listen unless you can give it to us for free we we we, we can't afford it and we do things so so tight so economical but so big at the same time that we, we keep our overheads low. But that's the sad thing about it is we could be you know, supplying a lot more. It just comes down to the economics of it. So can you give us an idea as to how much an internet radio station would expect to pay for a service like that? It would it would typically be in in the hundreds a month and and and, and simple as that. You know, they've, they've, they've then got access to it and... And, and away we go from there. But we, we price our, our video and online offering differently. Um, but for, for the radio side, it would be typically, you know, in, in, in the hundreds a month. Because I guess there are, well, we certainly work with internet radio stations who seem to be doing really well. They have advertisers, they have um, really good content. And those are people who potentially could be interested and in spending a few hundred pounds every month 
is not as care for them. So I guess it's really good to to talk about that. And um, if we could perhaps link in the show notes to how to get in touch with you to with you or, or someone from the entertainment news to to talk about it further, if someone is interested. Sure. And the thing to remember is that there's an outlay there. Obviously, the the, the, the output. It, it, emphasizes the station it's being played on but you can go to an advertiser a local advertiser and say hey listen how about sponsoring this entertainment news on you know we, we do the four bulletins a day as well as having the, the rolling news service as an agency and that cost can quite easily be recouped either 100 percent or even 150 percent and you're making 50 percent profit you know margin on, on on top of that that's true and i must say that even though I don't necessarily enjoy any content on the radio station. This is usually the part I'm keenly yes. listening to. It's like, oh, this is always something interesting. Now, I've, I've got a question here because um, clearly there is an excellent business model there. Uh, you, you know, you provide fantastic content. You go out and get some of those amazing celebrities and bring that content to radio stations all over the UK and also, I understand, internationally online as well. Um, so radio has that big audience, just like the record labels in the music industry, you know, have the connections to be able to get a, a music uh, a band or artist published. But now we're seeing a lot of indie people going away and, and doing it themselves. So the question I'd have to you, Philip, is actually, could entertainment news be a standalone product on its own that makes money outside of any kind of media network? What would your opinion be on that? Definitely. Um, w- one thing that. I've diversified into the video side of things, and that's just one side, is not to be reliant on the radio industry, whether it's in the UK or around the world, whether it's on terrestrial or satellite or digital platforms, but to be more more, more reliant on, on other platforms, video, for example, or we could quite easily tomorrow launch our, our very own entertainment news radio station. Um, and it's, and it's a, a plan that I started working on 18 months, two years ago. And one that went along and almost got off the ground but didn't. But now, in the last two weeks or so, I've revisited it and thought, right, well, how can we do this? And it's got to be a station with a difference. It can't just be playing the music. It can't just be doing the showbiz news. But also tapping into the vast archive we've got going back 18 years and and beyond because entertainment news is part of UBC Media Uh producing shows for BBC Radio as well and soon to be in the next few weeks part of a bigger company uh, that we've bought, Seven Digital. Now, with this, we have got in our archives reel-to-reel tapes going back to the 80s of... uh, Paul Simon's Graceland album and how that was made and Paul Simon talking all about that or the Joshua Tree for you too. We've got Michael Jackson's uh, Pepsi-Cola or Coca-Cola documentary from 1992. We've got the rights to all those because we made them. So there's, there's the plan there that I have of, right, well, let's do the normal showbiz news during the day and the music and let's do these, let's, let's strip these feature documentaries in the evening. The one thing to remember about radio is is successful radio stations always get their ratings during their day and the credibility at night. And that's the way to do it. And and so that is now coming to fruition again to be doing this for online. Um, and it doesn't have to stop there. I've, I've literally just come out of a meeting a couple of hours ago today where I'm talking to a massive, huge uh, American company who are now in the UK, who are now looking for partners for content and we're looking at doing this for connected tvs and not just sticking to video or hd video but we're now seriously talking about 4k which is the new version of 
3D, which never took off in this country or indeed anywhere around the world. But it's all about the bandwidth and, and having 4K connected devices, which will be coming. There are TVs out there, but starting at the very top end and, and filtering that content down to making it available on, on 4G mobile phones. Let's have a look at Christmas time when it comes up. Guaranteed, and you heard it here first from me, and I'm not sticking my neck out on this, but come Christmas time, November, December, you will not be able to buy a mobile phone contract in the UK which is not 4G only. That is the way it's going to be going. You could be sitting here with just a 3G only phone and be thinking, well, I don't really need 4G. I don't need a faster Facebook. But when you have got 4G, you then expand what you do and how you consume data to fit that without realising. And we've, we did that with 3G. Totally. I know exactly what you mean, and it's the same for us. I mean, we had a, a very tiny internet connection when we first moved to the Isle of Wight. Now we're on fibre. We could never imagine going back to those very slow speeds now because we watch a lot of streaming you know, on-demand TV. And I love the fact, Philip, you're giving away so much value in this episode. You're talking about up-and-coming trends and, and diversifying uh, you know, in the digital age. Now, I've got an interesting question for you, and maybe it's it's on the mind of someone listening right now. They're thinking, you know, I quite fancy this this entertainment news and, you know, hooking up with celebrities. And, you know, it, in some ways it must be quite a glamorous job. And I'd love to, to find out your sort of input on that. But for someone who's listening who's thinking, well, you know, maybe I've got an internet station or I've got an outlet and, you know, I can't quite afford to take on good quality entertainment news, but I would like to try and access celebrities and get some good content for my station, for my podcast, whether it's, you know, running into London at the right time with a microphone or happening to be in Los Angeles when a film premiere is happening. Can you give away any tips for accessing celebrities and getting good content? How easy actually is it to access a celebrity or how difficult is it? What's been your experience? It's not easy at all, but, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, the, the, the way that we get all our interviews is, you know, we are in contact with the PRs. We are chasing uh, stories as, as, as they happen around the world. We've got a team of journalists around the world who are collating all this. And, and it is really lockdown where, at these events. You can't just be anyone saying, hey, listen, can I grab it, an interview with this person? So where there's a will, there's a way. If you've got the will to do it, there's a way of doing it. And that is quite simply following people's Instagram accounts, celebrities, uh, their Twitter accounts, and keeping track on them. Not just for today or tomorrow, but it's one of these things, if you just do your research and just keep track on them and stuff and follow the fan sites, you can see where they are, where they're coming up, what sort of promotions they're doing, and, and getting yourself in that position uh, to, to, to make yourself available to try and get that into that quick snapshot. Think of it... I don't know, you, you, you go outside, you know, the back door of a, of a concert stadium or, you know, a little, you know, smoky music bar and stuff and, and people are hanging outside for that person to come out to get their autograph. Think of it in the same way. And also to get to these people, make friends. It will take time with their security, with their outriders and stuff. They tend to be the same people all the time, not just working with that person, but with someone else and someone else and get your face known. There was a, a, a very famous story which uh, caused a lot of gasps last weekend, and that was the guy who was brought in to um, photograph Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's wedding recently. He had been out there doing all this research and papping people for his own personal use over the years and over the years he was used by big name celebrities to come and be their official photographer snowballs on years on and he was now invited along to do that a few weeks ago 
<laughs> there you go. So, well, it sounds like it's a very fun business to be in. Now, you must have had some really interesting encounters. I'm really interested to know what the most interesting encounter encounter you had with a celebrity that you can talk about. The most interesting one I could tell you about, I guess, and I could tell you about the real showbiz gossip behind the scenes, the oh, stuff wow. that would never be printed, because if it did, you know, give it a week and all the uh, the entertainment industry publications and ours would be shut down after a week because the real gossip would come out. But, um, okay, I could tell you the worst, but then that's not fair. And even though we're doing this on the internet, we don't want any liable things going out and stuff. How about doing the best? I, I think the best one um, for me, and there, there are numerous, um, but really for me was Phil Collins. Um, he went to the same um, school as I did, same secondary school at the same time. He went to the grammar school in, in Chiswick in West London when it was a grammar. I went to the lowly comprehensive version of the same school. Grew up listening to his music, loved his staff, had the opportunity uh, 10 years ago to, to interview him. So the PR said, hey, listen, Phil Collins going to be over in Switzerland. Loads of us are going over from the media. Do you want to be a part of the team? Absolutely. Get to the airport. And it's just myself and the PR. Well, we'll probably bump into everyone else on, on, on the plane over. It was just myself and the PR. And we ended up going to, to Phil Collins's house in Switzerland, uh, sitting there in his uh, studio downstairs in the basement as he was doing all these other interviews back from the UK and internationally. And, and there were people uh, that, that I was working with just a few years before at Capital, people like David Jensen and Margarita Taylor, doing these ISDN down-the-line interviews with Phil Collins. I'm thinking, What? But I've come from the same country as you have, and I'm sitting here. Oh, my God. I was very nervous. The interview went very well um, because he could have had a bad day, whatever, and he may not have been a horrible person. Or whatever. He was a lovely person. And um, it, it didn't burst my bubble in terms of Phil Collins, great guy, grew up with him, listening to his music, and he is as lovely in real life as he is in person. So that was really a fantastic moment. And then two years over... Uh, after that period, uh, Genesis were reforming in London, went along, obviously, I put myself down for that interview. And um, quite simply, uh, he said to me in the interview, I remember you. And I went, yeah, your house, two years ago in Switzerland, and he remembered me. And you've got to play these things cool, Isabella and Mike. You play Absolutely. it cool. <laughs> and it was very cool. And after I nearly fell on the floor when it sunk in, exactly what happened, and I composed myself. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, I wouldn't be myself if I didn't ask, but have you considered a podcast as a way to distribute the content in some way or another, being be it paid uh, or free? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we we could do that, you know, quite quite easily. The 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 the, the, the one side that we we did try doing, and again, it's all about looking after your clients, whether they're, they're, they're big or small, your subscribers already um, who are taking this content, um, a, a company that, that we've got a 50% share in now, we did have almost 100% share in, but was, was, is Audioboo, uh, soon to be known as Audioboom. And, and think of it like Twitter, which is the text, or Instagram as in photos, Audioboo or Audioboom as it's going to be known, um, it is all about recording voice and we've got our own account on there we were putting our bulletins and features on there the only problem is we then had to stop i made the decision to stop only because if you're giving away this content that other people can go and get for free you'll have your big name clients saying well hang on why can these people go and get this for free and we've got these contracts in place or are paying you and we can't get it for free well do you know what Screw your contract. We'll go and get it for free off your off your account. So it's an, it's another way of looking at how to make money on it. And really, people don't want to pay fi- pay 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 much for things. Really, everyone wants to, to to look good, as I say, for nothing. 
um, and you've got to protect what you are giving away for free, and 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 and, and what you're giving away on a on, on on a premium model, if you like, no matter how cheap it is. Maybe one way of doing it is to is to stagger the content, maybe by forty eight hours, and then offering it, you know, for free from there. That's interesting. You've just mentioned Audio Boom, or Audio Boom, soon to be uh, a great social network for audio content. I would imagine you're using uh, social networks uh, not only for discovery of showbiz stories, but possibly as part of your digital strategy. Can you tell us a bit about how you might use social media at Entertainment News? Yeah, social media, uh, we, we use it like uh, a, 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 all the other media do, and, and that is by following, in our case, the celebrities uh, in, in news, you know, that they'll be following the MPs and whoever else, but is by following what they are doing, how they are doing it, because the digital age has not only changed the way you guys, we do things in media, but also how not only celebrities, but sports stars, uh, uh, MPs do things. No longer do you have to say, right, you know what, I've got this new story and how do I get it out? Let's do a press release. Or do you know what, I've got this 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 new single, how do I get it out? Let's get my agent to, to go and publicise it. Quite simply, people get on Twitter now and they just make their announcement. Look at Katie Price recently when uh, her latest marriage uh, went belly up and stuff what did she do yes she announced it on twitter but how did she do her statement via twitter and so many people now do these statements via twitter uh, because it's the quickest way to get out there because whether you have got five people or five thousand or five million followers for example on twitter somebody will find that if even if you've got five people somebody can if you if you hashtag it in the right way and i've just come back from a social media conference this morning that i was talking to for for social and also to enterprise to business customers how to use it and how to, to make the most of it if you hashtag something the right way if you've got five people following that hashtag will get to the right people if yeah. they are looking for that totally Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, uh, a story about, um, it was about jingles, actually, when uh, Nick Grimshaw took over the uh, the Radio 1 breakfast show, and I happened to, to tweet at the right time, and, and a Guardian journalist was on to me saying, can you give me a statement on that? So <laughs> it's uh, like you say, it's, it is a fantastic place. Now, if someone's listening to this podcast right now, and they think, entertainment news, you're, you're based in London, um, you have a, a great job, basically, you're producing loads of great audio, not only audio now, but video content as well, uh, you get the potential chance to meet celebrities the question might be on somebody's mind right now is do you have any vacancies available and, and if so what what do you have to do to be qualified to do a job such as this matter of fact yes we have got a vacancy and i kid you not uh, we have got a vacancy and what do you need for, for this well i've i've advertised i've been in this, this job now for, for 10 years and all the team i've got now are, are all people over the years who who i've hired and and what do i look for um First and foremost, and I, I've put adverts out, and people do. And it, this won't go just for this job. This goes for any job. People do not read the advert; they read what they think they want to read. Uh, in between what is being said there, um, I'll, I'll say that this is what I'm looking for. You need broadcast radio experience because if if you are a news journalist, whether you're doing showbiz, sports, news, news, it makes makes no difference. You need to have an understanding of of broadcast law. Um, you know, I don't want to wake up one morning and have uh, some writ on my table or in my email uh, of somebody who's been slandered or whatever. You've got to under, under, have an understanding of broadcast law, and that is really cutting your teeth in local radio newsrooms and getting as much 
fly miles, air miles under your belt of being on air, reading the news, writing the news, and then cutting your teeth, then on the next stage, at a national level, which entertainment news is. I've had many emails from, from people who are graduating and saying, I've seen this job ad, it's perfect for me, and I want this job, or have just graduated. Listen, good on them. They're, they're, they're getting out there and, 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 and they're, they're, they're trying to get the job. But really... Stop back and uh, take a step back and, and think of it this way. Are you really qualified to go into a high-end newsroom like that? It's like, you know, uh, do, do, doing trials for the 100 metres in your local, you know, Hackney Harriers and really writing or trying to apply straight to Team GB England or Great Britain, as it should, uh, as, it, as it is, for the Olympics. You need to start somewhere and, and build that up first and not think you can really go for it from, from, from the off because it will catch you out. So you need that experience um, and you need the passion for it as well. Brilliant. So um, what what sort of, I guess, um, criteria does the person need to meet? Do they have to be in London? Where is the position you are currently looking for? Not at all. We're, we're, we're based in London. Um, so long as people have got that radio background to them on, you know, on air, um, and they are on air because there are, you know, places still at the BBC where you can be a reporter and never be on air, but you are on air uh, as a as a news journalist in some capacity. Some people think that, hey, listen, it's showbiz. Uh, I'm a DJ on, on a radio station and I read out the Sunspot or something from the Daily Mirror and and, and that makes me versed in, in showbiz. You've, this is where the, the, the news journalism side comes from because I always say if you know how to write a news news story, you can write a sports story, a city story, a showbiz story, whatever. The who, what, when, where, why changes, but you still know how to construct that story. So whether it's a sports story or that's, that, that, that prime minister becomes the name of a sports star and number 10 Downing Street becomes the racing track in wherever... Those situations change, but you've got to be able to write a strong story, and that is the most important thing. We're based in London. Have a great voice, have a passion for it, and and show you've got the passion for it as well. Brilliant. So for anyone interested, how can they find out more about the position and the entertainment news? Okay, quite simply, uh, visit our website. Our entertainment news website is entertainmentnews.co.uk. And if they want to, to maybe freelance opportunities or, do you know what, you know, get some work experience with us, uh, quite simply go along to that website, entertainmentnews.co.uk. And if you click on the journalists page and you'll see my name there, Philip Chrysokos, click on that see what we've done and then you can use the contact us page and it'll come straight through to my inbox fantastic and uh, just the thought that popped to my head i don't know if it's possible at all or not uh, would it be possible for us to play one of the super old um, episodes of the entertainment news so it doesn't have to be current just not to offend any of your customers it can be from one year ago uh, could we play it at the end of the episode for for anyone who wanted to know really how it sounds uh, to be able to listen to Isabella, for you and Mike, friends of the family, Yay. I shall supply you with the very latest bulletin. How about that? Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I think also, Philip, it's, it's worth to, uh, to mention uh, that, you know, you, you do, you've got lots of strings to you, Bo. Uh, on-air personality, you've got your own Twitter account with so many followers. I've lost track of how many followers you've got. But maybe if someone wanted to tweet you personally, how would they do that? Yeah, listen, more followers are always uh, most welcome. And also, you know, to, to, to get feedback from people on, on anything, my Twitter account is P Chrysikos, which is P C H R Y S S I K O S P 
C-H-R-Y-S-S-I-K-O-S, on there, on LinkedIn, uh, on Facebook, the whole lot. So it's, it, listen, it's always good to hear from people because like with anything, with, with tweets, for example, you tweet, you put it out there and it's a bit like a radio phone-in show you may only get you know five people calling doesn't mean five people are, are, are listening to you on that radio station it could be five thousand so same with a tweet you may get one retweet but how many more have actually seen that tweet um so it's always good to hear from people absolutely i will make sure we will link to all of your um social media uh, places from the show notes uh, but also i guess for, for anyone interested in what you do they can follow your advice really and start sh- slowly get onto your radar <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? If, if people want, listen. If people want any, any, you know, off the cuff advice, and and they've got any questions further on what we've spoken about here, or anything that they're itching to ask, then feel free. Email me, uh, drop me a tweet, and and I'll I'll certainly put the time aside, no problem at all, and and reply to each and every one of them. Thank you very much for joining us today, Philip. It was a real pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much, guys. Wow, it makes me realise, Isabella, that there's a whole lot more to entertainment and showbiz news production than I ever thought. You know, it's it's not about turning really? up at the right time when Lady Gaga's walking out the back of a nightclub and yeah. asking her about something. You've got to make all these contacts. You've got to have mm. experience either on the air or in journalism. And the kind of stuff that Philip gave us about, you know, the way content is yeah. diversifying digitally, it's Absolutely. just amazing. I think this is one of those episodes I'm going to have to go back to and listen to again. <laughs> and um, take a listen to the very latest uh, entertainment news now uh, with Philip um, um, and, and you can hear as to what really it is about. But I will also add that it just gets to show you that it's not easy to replicate that kind of content. This is a very much organized institution that caters for the the biggest um, radio uh, networks in the UK and outside of the UK. And um, perhaps it's, it's a food for thought, something to aspire to. So if you are creating, say, a podcast or a radio station, um, it's, it's worth to look at that and aspire to that level where you mm. either can get content like that or yes. can create it yourself. Exactly. Very good point. Uh, well, we'll catch you on the next episode. But in true radio style, can I do what I used to do in my old days on radio and introduce the entertainment news? Go for it. Here's the entertainment news. Open the world of audio now. Music. Radio. Love it or loathe it, the World Cup kicks off today and all eyes will be on Sao Paulo in Brazil for the opening ceremony later. 32 teams are competing for the coveted trophy. Westlife's Nicky Byrne tells us which country he's tipping to win. It's got to be a South American team just because of the humidity down there. So uh, probably Uruguay or Argentina. Great to see England do well, but I don't think the humidity is going to suit them now. Fiona Lewis was on the pink carpet in London last night at the world premiere of her film debut, Walking on Sunshine. It's about a woman getting married in Italy who realises her whirlwind romance is with her sister's former holiday fling. Leona explains how she coped with her first acting role. At first it was very scary, nerve-wracking. I really was like, I was trying to fake it big time. Good news for Breaking Bad fans. Aaron Paul says he'll revive his character Jesse Pinkman for the spin-off series Better Call Saul if he's asked. It's thought the new show about the trials and tribulations of criminal lawyer Saul Goodman will air in November. And Aaron says he's happy to play the lovable drug dealer once more. If they'll have me, yeah. Because it's a prequel, so it'd be nice to play Jesse Pinkman again, you know, in his happier times. But yeah, it'd be great. 
And Anton Deck have signed a £5 million deal with ITV just to keep them presenting I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here until at least 2017. That now makes the programme ITV's longest-running and most successful reality show. I'm Jace Bowyer with Entertainment News, first for Showbiz. UK Pod 14, 16th August, Birmingham, UK. Europe's first podcasting conference this decade. Bringing world-class speakers to empower you on a business and personal level. Jason Van Orden, John Buscall, Joseph Bushnell, Colin Gray, and many more in a day packed with internet marketing tips, podcast technology reviews, and strategic content creation ideas. For those who would like to grow their business potential using the power of podcasting. Plus, get a chance to mix with the speakers and other like-minded entrepreneurs at the VIP evening party. Event sponsors include Adobe Audition, Creative Cloud, Spreaker, and Music Radio Creative. UK Pod 14. On a mission to create the next generation of thought leaders in the new media age. UKpodcasters.com slash 2014. UKpodcasters.com slash 2014.